Welcome to Jamie's Corner Podcast. This is a show where we talk about veganism, spirituality, animal rights, friends, family, struggles. I don't know. I kind of use this as my own therapy session, you know, just talking things through, really. So let's have some fun. I interview a lot of different activists, yogis, nutritionists. We got some doctors on here, veterinarians. You name it, just a lot of really great people. So thanks for joining me. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. The schools and the teachers are trying to give this lesson. Be kind, do unto others, be caring, be empathetic, be compassionate, be peaceful, don't hit, don't hurt, don't kick. And then you go in the lunchroom and they have a plate full of cancer, heart disease, and diabetes for the children every single day. If you asked the children if they want to hurt an animal, what do you think they would choose to do? Like, what are we teaching them? This is our responsibility. And it's just like, everybody just goes numb and turns off. And it's really challenging because I get shunned. I just so happen to be the kind of person where I'd really rather be alone in a room standing up for what I believe in than with a crowd of people going the wrong direction. So it's it's been a challenge. What the hell is up? My name is Jamie Logan, and today I got Vegan Yoga Mama on the podcast, and she's going to share what it's like being an ethical vegan raising children in today's world. She's going to share some recipes with you, some experiences that she's had, and also how she went about teaching her kids the truth about our food system. So definitely give her a follow. It's at Vegan Yoga Mama. You could also check out her food blog. I'm at It's Jamie Logan, and it's Jamie's Corner. Please rate, review this podcast. It really helps me out a lot, and enjoy the episode. All right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Bright and early. And bright and early. I my Third eyes are charm. crusty, but here we are. Yes, yes. You are a mother of two. You're a yoga teacher. You're an ethical vegan. I want to get into everything from how you went vegan during COVID, raising kids in a non-vegan world. I mean, that in itself You are an angel. It's (laughs) difficult dealing with teachers, other parents, friends of kids, how you navigate that world. I want to get into the connection of yoga, spirituality, veganism, how that all connects and really get into your favorite foods, what you cook, you know, being that you're a great cook, you have some great recipes up on your blog. So let's just start with a little bit of an intro and just tell everybody who you are. Sure. Um, Well, again, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I am, like you said, a mom to two. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm also a licensed mental health therapist, and I have like a virtual private practice. So that's my main thing. I'm an ethical vegan, like you said. And uh, yeah, raising two vegan kids in this world has been a challenge (laughs) to say the least. I think, you know, for me, like going, going vegan during COVID was kind of a, a real strange thing because I was just talking to somebody the other day that like animal agriculture is one of the leading causes of pandemics and even during COVID when these factories were super spreader places they were considered essential businesses right so now we're we're talking about the avian flu and that was kind of why it came up but it like why aren't we doing anything to be concerned about that and it's just because people view this as essential and so I had been a vegetarian for a little while and I just didn't know Jamie I just didn't know I didn't know anybody out there who was speaking out for animals 
I didn't know what I was buying and I was motivated by my own self and my health at first to, <laughs> when I say like I went vegetarian for health reasons now, I laugh at myself because it just seems so ridiculous. <laughs> but like one afternoon, I just, I happened to stumble upon um, Earthlings and Dominion and just like watched, I watched both of them like one day and my husband came home oh. And I was just like, hi, Dave, we're vegan now. <laughs> and he was just like, what do you mean? You know, and I was like, listen, like, I just, I watched some stuff. I like learned the truth. I was so wrong. I had no idea like what I was, I never want to do that ever again. And I remember like the actual moment in the movie that made me recognize like you have to be changed forever or else you're the biggest hypocrite ever. And I'm not even really religious, but I was raised Jewish. And I, I never kept kosher either. But the kosher slaughter scene was what made me change for the rest of my life. Like want to change. I wanted to change for the rest of my life seeing that. And just be, it was just so awful. And um, and that was the day that like he was just kind of like, um, okay. I mean, I think, you know, he was originally really into like steak and you know, potatoes and, you know, the standard American diet. And we had not been eating meat in our house for a really long time. So I realized, like, I was already, like, learning how to cook plant-based stuff. And I was even buying, like, vegan cheese more, even though I hadn't made the transition. And when I say the transition, I mean, like, I made an active decision that I will now read labels. And if they have an animal product in them, I will put them back and find another you know, product that doesn't, which has been super easy for a family of four. And so like, you know, and with the kids, like my, my little one was little, he was like, you know, under two. So he was, you know, eating basic foods anyways. I wasn't giving him meat anyways. And uh, my older son was like seven and he had had animals. But I remember things, Jamie, like we would go to a farm and he would play with the animals or see the animals. And then we'd come home and have chicken for dinner. And and one day he asked me, like, Mom, is this the same, like, chicken that we just – and I was just like, yeah, that's just, like, what we do, dude, you know? And and he, like, accepted it. And so, like, then when I made this decision, like, we're going to be vegan now, I had to undo that, right? And he was, like, seven. Wow. And I feel so, like children are so connected with animals. And so they connected. are connected with their inner vegan. Their, their hearts are vegan. And it's not till that social conditioning comes in, do they then learn to adapt with the world around them and how, so true. how things are. Right. So, yeah, let's get into that. So yeah. what was that conversation like when you had to untrack and undo some of that learning that he had? Yeah. It's so interesting that you said that, too. And I'll tell you exactly about that conversation. But because we had that conversation and we've chosen to be vegan, I now see how many situations have come up where he would have been conditioned that we have avoided. We'll talk about that for a second. But so I sat him down and I was just like, listen, I made a mistake. Like I was wrong. You know, like I thought we needed to eat animals to live and be healthy. And I was wrong. I, I read the China study. I did the plant-based nutrition certification from Cornell. And it completely changed the way that I looked at what I was taught to view as food. I mean, I just do not see food when I look at an animal product anymore. It's a, it's a shift, you know, <clears throat> that happened for me. And I don't want to feed that to my children. I have a responsibility to them. I know better now. I care about the earth, you know. I care about, like, motherhood and 
I nurse both my kids, like extended breastfeeding is what people call it. Like people who still, you know, eat cheese and feed their kids cheese were like shamed me for breastfeeding my own children for like to an age where they were not comfortable. You know, like people say like, oh, they're one, cut them off. But like right. I chose to let my kids wean themselves, right? And so like my older son was like almost four. And like, so people are just like, what, you know? Wow. But like, it's my body and it right. makes milk for my child. Like it's literally makes it for him. If I wasn't supposed to give it to him, I, I wouldn't make it. Right, you and know? these same people are giving their kids cow breast milk. They're adults still breastfeeding just because yeah. it's in a bottle. Like you're still sucking from the udders, you know? It's like, <laughs> the disconnect is so real. So he was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like he, he just like didn't even care. You know, he was like seven years old. And I said, I made a mistake. I was wrong. We're going to try, we're going to try other foods. And I, and I presented it to him like, here's nuggets that would hurt somebody. And here's nuggets that wouldn't hurt somebody. And he wants the ones that wouldn't hurt. I mean, if adults would talk about it this way with us, it would be changed in an instant, but they get really defensive and yeah. stuff. So it seems like such a simple, so simple mindset shift. It's like, who wouldn't want to uh, not cause harm, you know? Right. Who, who wouldn't want to choose that product, especially in 2023 when we have so many plant-based products that are tasty, that have great texture, that are filling and nutritious, you know? Mm -hmm. There's really nothing to lose. Nothing. I mean, I, get, I think that, that was it too, you know? Like, I had that moment, and I think I'd kind of done a lot of the research before, like I started to know, but I got to a point where I was like, I just can't justify doing this because I like the way it tastes. Like, and do I like the way it tastes? I'm seasoning it with plants. I'm cooking it to a certain temperature so it doesn't kill me. Like, I don't like the way that flesh tastes. Like, let's get exactly. real here. Exactly. I like the way that sauces and seasonings taste. So it was about learning how to find the textures and the consistencies. And they make so much stuff. I mean, <clears throat> I go to the store and every time I'm there, I see something different that's new and innovative and exciting. And if I want to make, you know, something like vegan chicken I can do it 20 different ways instead of one I find it so restrictive to think that you need to have a corpse and secretion on your plate for a meal to be complete and not totally. you know I always say that when I was eating meat I probably ate the same three dead animals mm -hmm. for you know I guess it was 15 years yes and I'm like now I eat so much more of a variety my plates are more colorful mm -hmm. but then I again feel good after I, I used to feel yes. so awful I felt heavy I felt pain in my body I couldn't like now every day I want to move I want to work out I stand on my head every night after I eat dinner like <laughs> that's wow. like my routine I could have never done that before I always had like indigestion and heartburn and I was like just miserable and I didn't even realize like it was what I was you know fueling myself on which was misery now it makes sense totally I mean especially I mean in New York City there are so many vegan restaurants I don't know what it's like in Kansas City but it's like if you wanted to go out get Grubhub get Seamless you can order food you can cook food go to Trader Joe's save a mm -hmm. buck like there's so mm -hmm. many different options but I always say that even if veganism wasn't as convenient as it is today even if it wasn't as healthy as it is is today like taking the life of someone that doesn't want to die <clears throat> outweighs all of those excuses mm -hmm. yeah there's really no valid excuse and that's why you know I wake up every day and still choose this because there's there's still no reason not to like I think people are just so misinformed and just so like they don't realize like we're making the animals come to life and then we're killing them and eating them as infants like they think they're just here like living this like really nice long life and it's just not like that it, it's not like that um, 
And so like, you know, and I think that's the other thing that's so challenging about the the kids. Like with my three-year-old, he's in a preschool and it's it's at a temple. And so like they care about things being kosher. Jamie, they sent me home a piece of paper yesterday with like 50 different stamps. You can buy a product with any of these tags on them and it's approved. And none of those tags mean anything different to the animal. Like I said, the kosher slaughter was what made me want to be vegan. And what still haunts me to this day, I've actually found um online the vegan rabbi and he really does get it like the like he uses the translation to be like hey you know like thou shall not kill and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like um it's like whatever happened to that the first goddamn commandment well and that's the other thing that's so frustrating with the children and the school the schools and the teachers are trying to give this lesson be kind do unto others be caring be empathetic be compassionate be peaceful don't hit don't hurt don't kick and then it's like you know um your health is important and then you go in the lunch room and they have a plate full of cancer heart disease and diabetes for the children every single day and the parents aren't questioning it or ask I mean we pack lunches you know you asked how do we deal with that so I kind of just treat it like an allergy if you will I mean I I tell the teachers like they don't take veganism as seriously as they do allergies my youngest son happened to have a teacher who had her own like dietary restrictions and so she was really really observant last year the little boy who was like two and a half and now he's three and a half and she would be like oh my god I'm so sorry like he might have touched an egg today you know like Uh in somebody else like that was how cautious she was about it Mm -hmm. and so like so when they do things you know like I, I basically went in on the first day and the next year and I was like listen like he's allergic to eggs and milk and he can't have honey and so like so I, I leave extra things in the classroom for him. So if there's like a birthday party, he has like something or they let me know and I can I go to Whole Foods and I keep like vegan cupcakes in my freezer and I'll just defrost one the night before a birthday party or whatever for mm. each kid. So we bring our own stuff. And I remember like my older son was around kids that had allergies. So that was that's kind of how we teach we treat it. I like, think that's really smart. I mean, that's how I deal with it when I go to the coffee shop or when I go to a restaurant that's not vegan. I always treat it like an allergy because the sad truth is that people don't really care. Yeah, they're just not thinking at all. No. They're so disconnected. I mean, no. yeah. I mean, like I was talking to my mom the other day and I was like, what's the moral difference between a mom, a, a, do- a dog and a cow? And she's like, well, I don't know how you made that jump. <laughs> and I was oh just like, God. what do you mean? Like, what is it? It's not a and jump. Of course, there's no jump. No. You know? But like, it's like we... If I ask that, I'm considered forceful. I don't understand how asking somebody a question about their own personal choice is you forcing your lifestyle on them. And I kind of just told her that. I'm like, Mom, I'm asking you to, you know, be responsible for your own purported choice. I'm not yeah. forcing you to change. There's a big difference. Please, let's, you know, distinguish. That that makes a challenge because sometimes I'll bring the kids around the grandparents and they're not thinking about it and they'll be like oh try this and you know and it's like ah because right even even after trying to explain it to them like they still don't really understand that it's not a diet yeah it's the same with my parents I mean they're getting better and I've been vegan for about five and a half years so I can they've made significant changes and I can only imagine what the next five and a half years will bring but it is still that the mindset of they think yeah, they don't realize that it's a lifestyle and that it's an ethical standpoint as much as I like try to push it at them. Um, then my mom is like, oh, well, what should we eat? And I mean, thank God my mom is 
pescatarian at least like she does not have you know the burgers and the ribs and she's actually really a lot more mindful of like when I come over she gets all the vegetables she Mm -hmm. makes sure to get some tofu tempeh whatever and my dad is getting there I took him to an animal sanctuary so I feel like family and relationships and people around us can honestly be the hardest part about being hardest so hard I mean the teachers I find too because again like giving these kids the lesson so like like, for example, one of the teachers asked me, I want I want your son to feel included in a cooking lesson, you know? And I said, oh, okay. Well, you can just use, like, applesauce instead of ovulations, yeah. you know? And she yeah. was just, like, <clears throat> and, like, took me to, like, the director of the school. And, like, I got this huge email. And I was like, excuse me, if my son was allergic to eggs, would you tell me that what we do in our house is up to us and it's fine? First of all, and your teacher came to me and asked for my input, you yeah. know? Like, so don't ask me if you don't want it. But I said, if you asked the children, if they want to hurt an animal to learn how to, you know, do math in your cooking lesson, or if they would just like use some apples off a tree, what do you think they would choose to do? Like, what are we teaching them? This is our responsibility. And it's just like everybody just goes numb and yeah. turns off. And it, it's really challenging. So I just am really trying with, like I said, she's like, you're the only one who cares about this. And I was like, okay, but do other parents care no. if you don't use an egg? You know, do do they really, like, I was like, you know, that, that's the other thing. Like, we know eggs cause cancer. Are you going to walk around from room to room and blow cigarette smoke in the children's faces? Because you may as well be doing that while you're feeding them two eggs every week in your class. And in preschool, they're relying on us, you know. It's oh so God. frustrating because I get shunned when mm-hmm. I try to speak out about it. There's no nice way to say it. There's no right way to say it. So anything you say, so... It's it's been a challenge, you know, um, like with friendships and stuff, too. I just I don't I think, you know, how it is. You just people kind of just drop out of your life. You know, you start speaking out against injustice that they want to continue to contribute against. And um, there's just no place anymore for you to be together. And I think that it's hard, but it's necessary, you know, and it's important to me. I think that's that, you know. And definitely people will change as well. So there's friends that I never expected to change. I know one of my best friends, Gabby, she at one point would kind of laugh at everything off. And before Uh I was going to slaughterhouses and really getting into activism, I would sit down at a table where there were animal products and she would literally sit down with her like ham and salami heroes and be like, "Ah, I could never, you know, give up animal products. And I was, I was like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, we all said that anybody can. Exactly. We (laughs) all did say that. And there, I did have this idea at one point that veganism was extreme, that it was unaccessible, that I couldn't do it. But now today she's vegan. She speaks up about it. And so I do have hope for pretty much anybody. um, Yeah. I we don't. have to have hope. If we don't have yeah. hope, like, what are we doing? You exactly. know, like, we changed. And, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it. I think you can get, like, you can feel, like, beat down and exhausted. But you just have to, like, regroup and remember why you started and, and what you're fighting for. And Absolutely. Um, it is exhausting. I mean, again, it's we're vegans living in a non-vegan world. We're not at that tipping point yet where it's – everywhere and where it's more accepted we still are ridiculed criticized but those are the changes those are the steps towards change in dominion and earthlings i think that one of the first clips in the film was that there's three stages to truth yes 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 and the first stage is ridicule ridicule um and then like the last one is like acceptance right they join you yeah um 
I think that's so interesting. Like you said, like, I mean, it is accessible. Even here in Kansas City, like, the barbecue is a really big thing. But, like, even some of the barbecue restaurants know. And so they'll have, like, a jackfruit sandwich, you know? Like, so they'll... There's not a huge scene of, like, just vegan places close to me. But, like, there's, you know, always an ethnic restaurant I can find something. I mean, the thing is, I still go to the same grocery stores that I went to before. I go to Trader Joe's. I go to Hy-Vee. I go to Costco. (laughs) I remember when I first went vegan, somebody, like, ridiculed me. She's like, you shop at Costco? They abuse their chickens. I'm like, I'm not buying the chickens. Like, I still have to eat. You know, I'm buying the fruit. They're not abusing the fruit. You know, that's a poultry supplier coming to the grocery store. We don't live in a vegan world, and I don't have the luxury of only shopping there. I mean, I go to the Asian market. I love the Asian market for like fancy mushrooms and they always have really beautiful produce and they're really good prices but they also have death in there and I have to walk past it and see it you know totally um, but I think you're right I was I was listening to something the other day saying like we like we need like a 25 percent of people need to understand that like being vegan is a moral imperative <laughs> and a moral baseline like just like not kicking a dog you know it's just a, it's just a basic human decency yeah. and I think we're, <laughs> we have some work to do but if you think about things like when when they used to smoke in a restaurant it was like yeah. so everybody approved of that and now it's like so no way you know or right. any big thing like you said in, in social movements yeah, been that uh, shift. there will be that shift and we're getting there. We have social media on our side. We have podcasts, what we're doing today on our side, YouTube. I mean, Dominion and Earthlings, I really do think seeing that is what is going to keep people vegan and really connect them with the dots. So I, I hear all the time and I'm not even a mom, like I'm 24 years old. This is not for another like at least 10 years. But people always ask me, they're like, would you raise your kids vegan? Don't you think that that's forcing a diet on them? What about the mom that fed her kid almond milk that starved him to death? How would you respond to that? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, first of all, I, uh, the mom who fed the kid almond milk, like she only fed the kid almond milk. Nobody should only drink almond milk. And so I, that is, and you know, that is not something that we should base all of our decisions on. I mean, uh, first, I would say that it's important to do your research. And I would say that, you know, all of the world's leading dietetic associations agree that a vegan lifestyle, if planned appropriately without just almond milk... <laughs> is healthy for all stages of life, including pregnancy, infancy, athletes, aging, etc. Literally anybody who's alive. In other words, no human on earth needs flesh or secretions to be healthy or thrive or live. I would say that I feel like the Karnas lifestyle was forced on me as a child and I wasn't given a choice. And if I was given a choice and if I was told the truth, which is what I do with my kids, my kids aren't forced anything. My son is told, this is a dead cow's body. Do you want to eat it? This is made out of beans. Which would you prefer? He's not being forced anything. It's the children who are being forced a ground up thousands of dead cow bodies in one single burger with no choice being told it's a burger. And also whose parents haven't educated themselves on how that burger came to be. That's forceful mm-hmm. um, to me. And and I didn't, I mean, listen, I'm not, I don't mean to, to be judgmental because I was in the same, you know, society. I was brainwashed. I was indoctrinated, whatever you want to call it. But like, I didn't have all the information. So I wasn't making a choice. I was doing what I was conditioned to do. I was programmed like a robot what everybody else does and I think that's a big thing for people Jamie that they don't want to like be the one to stand out I mean 
I just so happen to be the kind of person where I'd really rather be like alone in a room standing up for what I believe in than with a crowd of people going the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And I've just kind of always been that way. So like um, I think a lot of people don't, you know – go vegan because it might change their lifestyle well it will change their lifestyle in ways that they're not prepared to you know I happen to have a really really supportive partner when I came home and said hey we're vegan now some people's partners are like no he I I didn't say you have to be vegan I was just like we're not eating meat in this house like whatever you do at work whatever I don't want to hear about it I think he ate like two times after that happened, he was out with coworkers, and then the second time, he was like, "I I don't ever want to do that again. I felt mm. awful. I couldn't stop thinking about the animal." So he really is, also, he's Connected. not like a like an activist, but he's definitely vegan for the animals, and I think that's the bare minimum at this point. So he totally. can stay, you know. And I I love how you described that you that was your boundary. You set your boundary in the beginning, and I and I think that that's really really important because sometimes people make the mistake of jumping right into it and being like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it's not that we can't do these things or eat these products, it's that we don't want to. Don't want to, choosing not to, yeah. It's a choice, right? It's choosing not to cause harm to these beings. Yes, you can choose to harm an animal. Yes, it's a choice that you make. Is it personal? No, because somebody else is being harmed at the end of the day. So what you've done is you've taken it in steps. And I think that anybody listening that might be dealing with a partner that's not fully there yet or family members, sometimes by making it seem super daunting or super like, a huge change by making it feel like a huge change people get scared and they back Mm -hmm. off and they want to stay comfortable in their ways but by saying in this household especially where you're the cook i'm the cook yeah i will not be making it and the grocery shopper this is what you're getting so Mm -hmm. you know and also here's some documentaries to explain why here's the information and and kind of go from there and then from there he was able to realize himself yeah he made the connection on his own and make the connection on his own so and i sort of did the same thing with my boyfriend like we dated for a couple months where he wasn't vegan you know when we started dating but i set those boundaries i was like i don't want to see the animal products i don't want it around me they're violent and cruel and if somebody's not okay with those boundaries those are your boundaries move on yeah goodbye for sure for sure I mean yeah for sure I definitely like I know people who've been married for like over 20 years and then went vegan and now they're like married to somebody who hasn't changed and they're miserable and like and they have kids and it's like that is so hard so yeah I mean I think I think you're right I think it's a value that is important that your partner understands and like I don't I don't know like respects at least like in the beginning um but like yeah i always say to him i'm like i don't know what would happen if you didn't go along so easily with this because i i don't think that i could be with i couldn't be with somebody who was Mm -mm. i couldn't i wouldn't right i I wouldn't choose to it's because it's it just normalizes what i'm trying so hard to end like i'm not i'm not so like you know like i have a challenge coming up because i'm going to a family event in a couple weeks and, like, I'm only bringing my older son, and it's a bat mitzvah, so, like, there's going to be, like, meals. And I, mm. I don't eat with animal eaters I don't now, usually so, like, now. what am I going to do? I, like, a Friday night dinner with everybody at P.F. Chang's with my son. Like, we're going to go sit in the other room by ourselves. Like, I have to be there, you know. Um, so, and then there's, like, you know, there's, like, a brunch and some other stuff. So, I'm, 
I'm going to, like you said, like I, I have to do the best I can to be the example, you yeah. know? Like I looked at the menu and I talked about it with him and I was like, this is what they have. And if it's not enough for you, like we can get something after or before, you know? Like, and he's cool with that. Like he doesn't want to eat an animal. We've also gotten involved with the sanctuary here. So he's, con- and that was really healing for me. Oh my God. Um, and so like we've, you know, like interacted with these animals that we used to abuse. <laughs> and so um, it just changed everything. He doesn't want to eat it. Like my yeah. little boy, he's like, I want the chickens. Like he just wants to go there and play with them and hug them. And he's like, does not like, you know, so there, there was like last weekend we went to a birthday party and it, it was for my little guy. And I, I couldn't stop. I, I couldn't stop, but notice like that I'm standing in a room full of people and there's, like 15 Happy Meals, like Happy Meals oh on the table, and like three boxes of pizza, and then the cake. And I'm like, people are here separating, hap- like celebrating happiness, and like trying to, ha- and like there's so much pain and suffering and death here, and nobody can see it but me. Ugh. And it's like, just like, oh my gosh. And it was a little hard because my little guy's only three. So I brought him his own nuggets and fries, but then he wanted the McDonald's. He didn't care about the nuggets, but he wanted the McDonald's fries. They do look good. You know, when you see them, yeah. if you're like a three-year-old, they have beef in them. I know. That's Ugh. what I was just going to say. So I was Ugh. like, eh, no, mommy brought you some fries. So he was fine. Like, I distracted him. And he was, and he had his own cupcake. But then they cut the cake right in front of him. So he saw that. It was like, it's just a little hard cause to explain it to him. You know, like, I just. These <sighs> are situations, though, that I want to talk about because you are so not yes. alone in dealing with this. I yes. mean, I could name five of my vegan friends that have kids that are in the same sort of situation. And yeah. it's like, how do we navigate this? Like, you go to a pizza party. There's all the pizza. And it's a ton of extra work for you it's just, to not have to I'm stand there and make... There like, you know, like yeah. inside, even though I have a smile on my face, you know, I'm like hiding it really well. Oh I my mean, that God. mom and, you know, that mom is a friend of mine. She happens to like, you know, our kids are in the same class. She happens to watch all my stories. So she knows how I feel. And she reached out to me before and she said, there's going to be Happy Meals. You know, is there any way that we can accommodate Zach? So that's, that's you know, good. that's, you know, the what people are going to do. They can say, like, I'm not going to change, but I will you know, respect you. I can't not let my kids go to birthday parties and stuff because of my feelings like that. I need to figure out ways to help them learn to navigate it as well, you know, and hopefully like, you know, like for example, class party for Valentine's Day or Halloween for my son in elementary school and comes home with all the candy. Oh, but my. He ca- I know. But he came up to me and he said, like, help me sort this, you know, like which wow. candy's vegan and which candy's not. He doesn't want to eat the dead bodies. He doesn't want to eat gelatin. He doesn't want to eat confectioner's glaze. He knows what that is, and he doesn't want to eat it. You right. know, like he cares. Right. It's it's just really that simple. It's about caring. And so does he speak about this with his friends? Oh, yeah, he does. It, I mean, it's, you know, the kids are, they. it's so funny that like a nine-year-old will say something like, well, plants feel pain too. I mean, where did he hear that? Who told him that? Uh... So one of them got in the car with us one day and like said something about pepperoni, like, in, and I was like, and he, he thought it was made from peppers. No. And I was like, no, pepperoni is made from a pig. And he was like, what? And I was like, so is salami and ham and bacon and all those other things. And and he has a dog that he really loves. And I'm like, are you telling me when you say plants feel pain that you think mowing the grass would be the same as cutting your dog? You know? And he was like, <clears throat> you know? <laughs> and he was, but then he said it again a few days later. So it's like, I don't even know if they're just uh... trying to mess with him or what they're like trolling him. But they're aware 
And they say things that are, you know, they, they do the same things because they don't understand. It's this, it's like you said, we all said those things out of fear, out of ignorance, out of like, we're okay now because we've educated ourselves and we have the knowledge and we have the know-how and we got past the stupid excuses not to do that you know like we don't live like people act like we're asking them i said the other day to like build a spaceship in their backyard and like get to outer space but we're just asking them to like move your hand from here to here to pick the vegan butter and from here to here to do the plant like exactly in the same place in the same store you know write vegan chicken parmesan if that's what you like to eat and google a recipe you know like it we're not asking you to reinvent the wheel it's been invented you know yes and we're also asking you to learn the facts know the truth watch the documentaries it's painful i mean what we sat through it we learned it and that's why we are the way that we are people act like we're the crazy ones it's like you're literally sitting there eating body parts from a dismembered tortured animal babies 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 bodies Yeah. yeah babies bodies like it's just crazy like if you look if you look up like what is the cult like carnism ticks all the boxes veganism Um. is based on science it's based on facts it's based on logic carnism is based on false beliefs that were indoctrinated to us by who like people say like oh god gave you animals to eat well first of all you have to prove your god exists and he's the only one before we go even anywhere further Mm -hmm. in that conversation but you know i mean it's just like like God also said that you should be stoned to death according to your Bible if you don't observe the Sabbath, but we don't do that, <laughs> you know. Like, no. come on. So it's it's hilarious. It's like sometimes I get the well, all the time I get these comments on my videos is from all the bacon lovers, from the you know triggered meat eaters, and it's it's the same. 10 excuses over and over and over again and they all think that they're so original when they say it and I'm like do you really think I've never Never heard heard this this before like do you really think I don't know how to respond to this at this point no my new reaction is like if you really care about that look into it thank you for helping me spread the vegan message today with your comment on my post and the algorithm helping get out here's the door exactly arrow and door (laughs) smart it's not even worth wasting your your precious energy because they're not like if people care about you or, or care to change and they want information they'll ask for it if they're just trying to poke holes in your lifestyle that they know they should be living and aren't willing to then they're going to be you know a, a meat troll I, don't, mm-hmm. I only have so much time and energy each day 100 percent. Exactly. but i do i do usually try to pose like a real question back to them like like this one person like posted i, I had a video of like a, a calf being taken from their mom mm. and they're like their comment was tell me you Uh, spread misinformation without telling me you spread information you obviously don't know anything about the dairy industry and that was it like what are you telling me um, is wrong about this what what information do you have that i don't like leave it here in your comments you know like random person so i was like how about the dog in your picture would you drink their breast milk do you drink your mom's breast milk because you know like dairy is breast milk for a calf like why do you even think you need that at all so i try to pose back a question but if they come back and are like obnoxious then i'll be like okay thanks bye yeah like yeah totally i mean i'm very block happy (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's really fun though to mess with them like at this point since we've heard everything in the book it's just it's kind of laughable at this point and i do like to leave some of their idiotic comments on my page yes. for others that then scroll and they're like okay I don't want to be on the side of this person you know right. like I want to be on the side of logic and reason and facts and science mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah that's it I mean so easy to decide. so how did 
how did veganism then tie into your life with yoga? Your, I know that you've been practicing yoga for a really long time. Spirituality. Yeah. Let's talk about the connection uh, between veganism, yoga, and spirituality. Yeah, that actually was kind of like a personal connection for me. Like there was not very much talk about veganism during any of my yoga practice ever. Even in my teacher training, like it was like some yogis are vegan and that was it out of 200 hours that was all they touched on in veganism i happened to have a friend in the training i wouldn't call her a vegan i would say that she's on a plant-based diet because i don't really think she's motivated by the ethics and i think and like we don't we don't communicate as much anymore because i am so motivated by the ethics mm -hmm. but i would like see like oh she's eating things like i could eat that you know so i would basically like was being plant-based a lot during my training so that mm -hmm. was part of the evolution to my vegetarianism some yoga teacher trainings make you like be vegan or vegetarian for them but very few like you have to seek those out you know uh, okay um i read this book i have it right here i'm gonna show you it's called yoga and veganism actually oh um okay. and it basically goes through like i don't know if you do you practice yoga ever or like, i do i do oh, okay yeah so like you've heard, you've heard them talk about like the yamas and the niyamas like the kind of like rules for living your life and like finding enlightenment like the guides right talk and a so little bit about that for those that don't know it though so it's like you know, like nonviolence is one of them. Ahimsa. <laughs> um, like non-stealing, um, you know, like truthfulness. Like these are just like the guides and the principles. That, and there's 10 of them. And so she breaks each one down into like daily livable steps. And she'll be like, well, this is why like dairy isn't, you know, ahimsa. And like, which is, which is interesting because of like the whole thing that's going on with dairy in India now mm -hmm. and they're the biggest exporters of uh, leather right so it's um yeah people are just you know disconnected but that was really important for me it was another part of my yoga practice like I recognized that the physical asana like the yoga practice on the mat is only a part of being a yogi and most of being a yogi has to do with what you take into your life off of the mat and like I kind of like just realized like the actual like most connected physically to the entire world around me that I am every single day on a regular basis is the food that I eat yep. and the way that I, you know, nourish myself. Um, and it was so it was like just kind of like uh, another kind of aha moment for me. Like you can't be call yourself a yogi if you're eating animals. Yeah. Preaching um, love, peace, acceptance. Um, and you're then sitting down to eat a meal that takes the life away from someone that tortures them you know it just yeah. doesn't really align it really doesn't and um yeah it, it doesn't it's actually really interesting because I've not I've been teaching yoga mostly only at eating disorder clinics now <laughs> which is so funny really? I don't talk about food because that's not my role there but it just I find it ironic that like the healthiest way to eat would be like a whole food plant based. And so they should I think they should be teaching that as part of their, you know, recovery and therapy. Like this is how you this is how you should look at nutrition. Yeah. And this is, you know, these are nutrient dense foods and you can eat them in bounty and you can, you know. Yeah. So so I think they should be teaching that to them. They probably aren't. But I find it like ironic. And the the person who did my yoga teacher training is like really 
working on shifting her and her husband who has heart issues mm. so she follows my recipes and stuff like that and she was the one who was like some yogis are vegan <laughs> okay so it's just funny so she sees me and hears me too now i'm like well this yogi's vegan for sure mm-hmm. um and, and it's it just, also it, you're eating the light, right? So when you yeah. when you talk about energy yeah. and when you talk about the cortisol and the hormones and the chemicals yes. that are com- coming from these animal products, you're literally putting that in your body and that manifests into depression, it manifests into anxiety. negative yeah, anxiety, negative energy inside your body. Absolutely. You're putting violence and suffering inside your body. How do you think that that's going to make you respond in turn. People just don't want to think about it. And I also feel as a mental health therapist that that is a duty to discuss mm. with my clients because you're coming to me, you're telling me you're depressed, you're telling me you're anxious. The the basic building blocks of, you know, have, feeling good are, you know, having good health. And there, mm-hmm. even if you say, like, go to your doctor and rule out any health conditions, the doctors are never going to talk to them about nutrition. Totally. And it's very taboo for therapists to talk to them about it as well, unless they're coming to us and saying, this is what I want to focus on because they have their self-determination. But I always try to touch on it. You know, think, mm. about what you're, think about what you're fueling yourself with. If you look into the, like, microbiome gut health connection research, every single day there's, like, hundreds of like more articles and journals like just backing it up like you are what you eat like the the way to have a healthy gut is to eat plants plants and plants and plants and lots of different plants and not animals and not their fluids and there's no reason to continue to consume animals unless it's your own selfish desire to mask it and season it with plants (laughs) right not even like you like if you even stop to ask yourself as a non-vegan like what you're doing in a logical way like you don't Mm. you don't you would agree with us yeah (laughs) people think we're crazy and extreme we're only explaining what their own personal choices are to them that they've never you know uncovered we're only talking about what you're saying you're doing and it's like if the animal ethics don't connect to you at first look at what it's doing to the environment look what it's going to do for your future generation i know why why is it that people (sighs) don't do they not believe us do they not i mean look at the avian flu right now we just we're still dealing with covid the first little girl just died yesterday of the avian flu in like cambodia but nobody's talking about it anywhere no and it's it's mutated to, I think it's impacted four other mammals, right? Like it was like sea lions, um, the minks, Ugh. a bear, and a fox, I think. So that's, so now it's gotten to humans. If it starts going between humans, we're in trouble because. It's deadlier than COVID. Well, it's, okay. COVID's mortality rate was 0.4%. Avian flu's mortality rate among humans so far has been over 50%. You can wipe out half of the population of the world. That's four billion humans. Wow. I mean, not I mean, to be morbid, even, like, but... I mean, you can't maybe... even, like, wrap your head around that. That's an apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what we need, though. <laughs> I know. I, I, like, think about that, too. Except, Jamie, the scary thing is, like, everybody is susceptible. Yeah. Like, we don't know what the risk factors are. Right, right? no, like, I'm just kidding. Ele- I, I mean, I know you are, but, like, in a way, like, I kind of agree with you. Like, but we're going to be... We're <laughs> Listen, when you take care of your body and you have nutrients and vitamins so. and you're, you know, really uh, have a strong immune system... 
I mean, listen, I got COVID and not for nothing, yeah. but it did not knock me off my feet like most people. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I had COVID really mild too. The funny thing is that like my youngest son, who was the only one that wasn't vaccinated, is the only one in my house that never got it. The rest wow. of us got it. And so like, I was just like, oh, at this point, it's like, mm. uh. yeah. but there is, there is a, an avian flu vaccine or whatever, but oh, like, okay. that's not the answer. The answer is not, let's keep exploiting animals and injecting ourselves with vaccines. The answer is, Let's change our food system. Like every every exactly. problem we have points in that direction. What is the matter with people? I, I don't know. I don't know. Neither. But this is why I'm like, it's, phenomenal. It, it's so refreshing to meet people like you and talk to people like you and do this podcast because I know that there's people that are listening that have these yeah. same thoughts, same feelings, and it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will win. Yeah. <laughs> we I will think win. That's, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I definitely find like, Sometimes I feel despair, like there's grief, I'm angry, I'm sad, you know, but like I I have a voice, I have to use it. Like if I don't, if I'm here, like for, I feel like I'm here for a reason. I've kind of always felt like that. Like I feel, I find purpose and meaning in yeah. this. You and know. you're not alone, you know. Yeah. We, there's there's a really strong group of us, and and we're gonna keep using our voice. And so, what are some habits, routines, favorite foods that keep you? stable you know in this crazy world yeah that's such a good question um i like do something to move my body every single day like whether even if it's just 10 minutes like my motto's kind of always been like 10 minutes over none Mm -hmm. um i really try to do like you know like some strength training some yoga Mm -hmm. um I have a hard time taking yoga classes from people that aren't vegan now. So usually just like put music on and like move my, my own flow. Like, um, sometimes I'll take a class from somebody like I don't know personally, like online, just a rando. Um, and then like, you know, like I try to do like some breathing exercises, like mindful meditations and stuff like that. I'm not as good as that as I want to be. Um, at the moment, I go in phases where I'm like, Me too. Into it. Me yeah. Too. I've found it harder to focus lately. I don't know. Like, I, like I can't sit down and read the way I used to. There's mm-hmm. just, like, too much other stuff I want to do, which is I, I know. nonsense. I know exactly what you mean. And part of the problem, too, is I think our phones and social media. Yes. It's, like, the first thing I do when I wake up is I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on on Instagram. I Ugh. know. I just feel like I need to regulate trolls and make sure. <laughs> I know. Just make sure everything's copacetic. Yes. Um, but like I, I usually like start my day with a protein shake and I do like, you know, a plant milk. My husband makes the shakes in the morning. He does Aww. like frozen fruit or like a banana, a big handful of spinach, a whole bunch of chia seeds and then just like some chocolate peanut butter protein powder or something like that. Um, I know I love like peanut butter on a rice cake with like banana and like flax seeds and agave mm-hmm. for a snack or like an apple with nut butter or something like that. Celery with nut butter. Um, I like hummus and chips and oh my God, there's so many good things. One yeah. of my favorite things to, you know, to eat or make for dinner is just like a big, huge Buddha bowl with like yep. just oven tofu and like a sheet pan of veggies and rice and maybe some sort of sauce. Um, Perfect. And like for lunch, I usually do leftovers. Like I'll make, like last night I made stuffed cabbage and like we'll just do that. I know. I got to type up that recipe. It was good. Um, And I rolled my kids a bunch of sushi. Wow. (laughs) So I was like, I need to make this rice. And so like I find it easy to roll if you have the rolling mat. Um, 
That's great. I mean, I'm always they always look so complicated, but I it's guess. not that hard. I just like I I like you could probably watch like a five minute like video on YouTube that like give you some tips and then yeah. like just get like one of those little bamboo mat rollers and it, it really okay. is it's fun. It takes more time honestly to like prep the veggies to cut you know and wow. cook the rice than to like actually roll it. Uh huh. And then I found like using a wet serrated knife to cut it really helps. Oh, okay. or else it kind of falls apart. <laughs> so I yeah, you love just, like, learn little sushi. tips. Yeah, like I just I made a sweet potato. I cut up an avocado. I did a cucumber. And um, what was the other thing? Like soy sauce or peanut sauce? Yeah. Well, my kids are weird. They don't like to dip their sushi in sauce, but I do. I like soy sauce, peanut sauce. I ate the stuffed cabbage. I made the sushi for them. They're bougie. Wow. (laughs) My mom was like, here's a sloppy joe. Here you go. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like that. I just really hated it. But I know. I don't remember like eating dinner at home, like on a typical Tuesday as a kid. Like I have no idea what we did. I feel like my mom was working and my stepdad used to like pick up things a lot. I just don't even remember. I do remember like a lot of like gatherings and family events and she used to like entertain and stuff, Mm -hmm. but not like Tuesday. I don't know what we ate on Tuesday. (laughs) We did not eat good as kids. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, how am I alive? Like, But we were all very thin like very thin kids yeah I mean I always like struggled with my weight and like I think that I just I know like I mean even now like when somebody's like oh I want to be healthy like I'm eating fish or chicken I'm just like oh my god Mm-mm. I used to like want to I used to think oh I wish I liked salmon because it's healthy and now I like think what an idiot was yeah. I <laughs> right. you know like all, I just had ugh. no clue all the mercuries plastics pcbs the parasites in these fish that's a thing and i think you mentioned it slightly before is that you can eat an abundance of these foods and feel fueled and not gain weight from it i mean it's not to say that veganism is the diet like it's not a diet remember that but a whole foods plant-based a whole foods plant-based diet which is the diet that that vegans follow um, is a diet that you can eat so much food. People are like, how do you eat so much? And mm-hmm. I'm like, because it's fueling my body and these foods are good for you. They're nutrient dense. Yeah. You can just have like abundance of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like people are like, ooh, don't eat carbs. You need no. carbs. Like think, let's think about the word carbohydrate. Like you need to be hydrated. This is important. Like, okay, fried potatoes from McDonald's are not com- comparable to oh, a baked no. potato or or even oven fried potatoes, for, you know, like with seasoning like I made last night. But like you need carbs. You need carbs. Like rice is okay. You know, pasta is okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if you do try a whole foods plant-based diet, it will help you lose a few pounds if you're doing it correctly. Of course, if you're eating potato chips and Oreos right. all day, don't right. come to me crying. But right. it it is so much just – it reconnects you with your – your inner heart just like your children you know for sure I mean your your body like literally regenerates like I think on a monthly basis like your skin is completely redone Mm -hmm. I mean they say that you can heal your gut like within two weeks just by changing like so like you you see people say oh I can never live without cheese after two weeks like you don't even care I feel like that whole thing about the cheese like I said that myself like a week before going vegan and it was just like a script that I memorized and had gone to like and then I like kind of stopped myself one day and I was like you're a cognitive behavioral therapist like this is what you do with people all the time change the script of course you can live without cheese like why are you even saying that you're not even eating cheese on a regular basis right now and you're saying that because you're just programmed to say it say something else 
totally. <laughs> see what happens. Oh my it god! Is and so... then guess what? I haven't had cheese in over two years, and I'm still fucking alive. You You're know? alive. <laughs> oh, you are fucking alive, and yeah, I love and I've it. I've never felt better, and I don't want to eat cheese. It makes and me. So, it makes me feel sick to think so, about it. So, being a cognitive behavioral therapist. I mean, you hear these responses over and over again. I would you say that it's a defense mechanism? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it because they're it is they actually feel that way? I don't think it is. No, no. I think that's that's what's so challenging is people are not acting on their own rationale. They're acting on, you know, like what they were taught. Like I like we started in the beginning of the podcast where we said there were so many situations that I've noticed now since I've decided not to participate anymore where my children are being indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. And we see it and we're calling it out, but other people don't and their kids are going along with it. <laughs> so there comes a point, I think, for people where they start to, to – I think it happens in adolescence where, where the – compassion that we have for animals as children gets combed over so much that we just don't even listen to it ourselves anymore um like we're just it's over we're trained Mm -hmm. unless something else you know shakes us from our slumber which happens to people look at all you know look at all this information out i mean like i saw like when you go into like the the grocery store and stuff oh my god i love that i want to do that but do you are you going to the stores that you shop at no, I usually no. I can't. I live in a kind of a small area, so like I can't get banned yeah. from the grocery stores. I do like sometimes drop like leaflets, Elwood, stickers, Elwood's organic dog meat cards. Good, those. good. Yeah, I mean anything we could do, right? I don't think that there's a wrong way to do activism, and I the the videos that you're referring to, I bring an iPad in with me, okay. and while people are in the meat aisle, I'll go up to them and I'll be like, "Do you realize what you're supporting by buying these products?" And, and it's been a good response. Yeah, it's actually definitely people are defensive at first and I try to it depends how I go about it. Right. So like sometimes I'll be like smiling and happy and be like, hey, like, you know, I don't know if you were aware, but I just found some of these videos that show how these products got here. I mean, it's insane, you know, and I'll kind of come from a place, play dumb. I love that. (laughs) And other times I'll like be like, do you have any idea what you're supporting? And then it sometimes can be a little bit of a different response. But I don't think one is necessarily right over the other. Because also what I'm doing is I'm filming it. So I want some of these varied responses just to show how deeply ingrained people are and most of the time I've had people just walk out of the meat aisle and not buy so those products buy it and, yeah at least yeah. they don't want to buy it in front of you do you have somebody else filming for you yeah yeah, yeah. like what? secretly yeah okay I love that my phone yeah, yeah I want to get into more street activism do I it. love it it's so hard here because like okay so I, I met this group of people and we have the stuff but the cords didn't work we went one day and like we didn't get to use the tvs but we kind of just stood out there with a sign and people talked to us but i'm like the tvs are really important the tvs are so i think the video footage is really what captures people so true and just get a generator get a new cord you know she got the new cord so we have to see if it works and try to go out when it's a little warmer but i do have a group of people here to go with now i'm so excited we did we did horse carriage protest too that night because we didn't have much time um since the tvs didn't work like oh, it was great. so we did that but i love that and um so i'm just taking the lead more. taking the lead doing it and um i guess the the, the question that i want to round out with is back to the kids being that yeah. you are yourself vegan yoga mama what would you do in a situation where in the future one of your kids became a little rebellious 
and was like, I want, I'm a teenager. I want to go out with my friends and they're all going to Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, how would you handle that situation for maybe just some advice for somebody that's going through this now? Mm. Yeah, that's funny. I just asked my my son the other day about that. Um, like, I was like, what What are you going to do? Like, when you're old, you know, like, what happens if you don't live here anymore and you don't want to be vegan? And he's like, what are you talking about, mom? You know, like, so he's nine. So I don't know. I mean, I, I've certainly changed a lot since I was nine. I don't know what's going to be for him. But I, I would certainly just educate him on, like, what his options are. I would say, you know, if you want to go, like, you know, what do you need to do to make you feel comfortable, make you feel included? I would get his input on it if he was that old to go there. I would maybe, like, offer to, like, help him look up options, what he could order in advance so he knew. Mm -hmm. Um, Eat beforehand. Eat before. Yeah. I mean, I think he'd be happy with most of those options, too. Because, again, like – when it comes down to it, like he he's getting to that point too, where he just doesn't see it as food either. Like yeah. he just he sees the individual, you know. Like you asked me before about like cognitive behavioral therapy, and like that's exactly what happens. People, when you say the word vegan to somebody, they tell you exactly what they see within themselves, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like you held a mirror up to them and said vegan, and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. their excuses are their own, their arguments are their own, they have nothing to do with you. You're the messenger and it's easier to critique you or shoot you than to self-reflect. It's called ad hominem. Like you yep. Yeah. So um I think I think that's like what people do. They get really defensive, like, you know, um, and they will literally do or say anything that they have to. I'll, of course I would eat my dog. What are you talking about? You know, to make themselves seem rational and you seem the crazy one. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's a huge willful ignorance, you know, factor also. Like it, it can't – they can't have one without the other. But that's kind of where I feel like I want to, you know – I want people to start taking responsibility. If you're saying this is your choice, then this is what it includes. And you need to understand that too. Because they have no idea. They're not making their choice. You know, nobody's choosing to cut, you know, animals' teeth and tails and testicles off so that their bacon might taste better for them. Mm -hmm. Like they're not choosing to do that. They just have no idea that's what's happening. Right. You know? Right. So, um, yeah. So I think we have to educate them on that. You are amazing. I love everything that you're doing. Where can people find you if somebody wanted to reach out? How can they contact you? Yeah, for sure. You can definitely find me on socials. Um, I'm vegan yoga mama, M-O-M-M-A, um, on, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, connect with me there. If you live in Kansas or Missouri and you want a therapist, I do have a private practice here. I take insurance. Hey. I know some people who are vegan just don't feel like they could see a therapist who wasn't vegan. And myself included. Yeah. I have a therapist that is probably vegan now just because I've spent like most (laughs) of my sessions outreaching her. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's like, yeah. The way she reacts, I'm like, there's no way she's not vegan. Yeah. She must know. But... Yeah. So and I do coaching with some people because of the same thing. If they don't live near me and they still want somebody who understands like the therapeutic process. So I I have some coaching clients. So you can reach out to me on socials. Yeah. like And also go check out your recipes. And my my blog. Yeah. Veganyogamama.com. Check out my recipes. I try to post some new ones, you know, every every week or so I put up stuff. Um, and I and on the social medias, I put like little videos usually of them. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. on, and and uh, I'm excited one day to meet you. Yes. Yeah. Maybe in Miami or yes. New York. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not Kansas. Don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, maybe for the next horse well, protest. Can, no, or Kansas City is pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's vegans all over, and that warms my heart. And um, thank you so much yes, again for coming on. This has you. been really informative, and your your journey is, I think, something that's so relatable for a lot of people. That's so nice. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Great Thanks for you. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.